0: Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish, and that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplify.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hello, everybody, welcome to this episode of The Clutter Chronicles, one that I'm super i'm excited about all of them but i'm really really excited about this one because i've known janelle since i mean i'm gonna say since basically the beginning and i'm sure that janelle has like the date because she's so good at details and if you know janelle she's one of our admins and she's the one who always has links for everything they're like where do i find this janelle's the one that knows it's not me it's janelle um But she has been a part of the Motherhood Simplified group for like almost three years at this point, right, Janelle? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. December 2018. Okay, yeah, so we're like almost three years, and I remember when Janelle joined the group. Um, I don't know why there's just some people that I'm like, oh hey, like I notice them, I see them, and then we just connect and then never disconnect basically is what happened. And that's, that's Janelle. And when she started, my side of the story is that, um, she was like a mom of four who homeschools, she's a single mom of four, who homeschools. And I was just like blown away. Like, how is she doing all of this? And, uh, she's become a really good friend. I'm super excited to have her on this episode, and I'm really excited for you guys to hear her story because if Janelle can do it, literally anyone can do it. So, hi, Janelle. Well, hi. Thank you. Okay, so can you tell us like your side of the story? Like, how did you get into Motherhood Simplified, and what were you really, what were you looking for? Like, why did you join the group?
1: Um, so, I had um, in 2017, I had a fourth child, and at that time, I joined a due date group and I met my friend, Christy, and Christy said, um, after I had talked about like um, some decluttering stuff, I had, I'd actually been running my own decluttering group for a little bit, doing challenges with people and stuff like that, and Christy was like, hey, I think you'd really like this group, Motherhood Simplified, you want to come and join? And so that was December of 2018, and I joined, and uh, you haven't been able to get rid of me yet. I haven't. I (laughs) know. So I love that when I joined, like you do lives, a lot of days, you would do lives on in the group. And um, it wasn't like some other groups where you join and you're just like a person that like, okay, you add to the numbers, but um, you're not actually seen like you would always like acknowledge when people come on and say, like, we re- reply to the comments and stuff like that. And so that was such a big deal to me that I like I felt seen joining a group like this and like it was just a group of people who were all kind of going the same direction that I was trying to go on my own and I just needed some help to and some some encouragement from other people who are going the same way to join um, and do challenges with and simple things like just one thing or um, the nightly reset stuff or like 15 minutes on the clock how much can you get done and things like that, that I was trying to get going in my own personal group, but it was, it was really hard. Um, and so I was looking for this kind of group that would help motivate me to keep going because i had already started on my decluttering journey and I knew that it was better. And I knew that that's what I wanted to do, but it's really hard to do it by yourself and having the community do it with you, um, makes such a difference in actually being productive and being able to get it done. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, maybe I'll go back even a little farther why I was um, interested in decluttering and having less stuff um, I remember this time when my ex left me and we had three children three and a half um, almost two and three months and I remember just being so overwhelmed with the daily life trying to get things done trying to feed the kids trying to function um, And a friend offered to come over from church and she came over and she spent an entire morning folding my laundry. It was all clean, but it was all like piled on the couch. And it probably took her two or three hours to fold all of our laundry. And that was the time that I was like, "Um, something has to change. Like, this is not okay to keep living like this. Um, I can't do this by myself. And I can't expect someone to come over and fold my laundry for a whole morning every so often. And so it was really helpful for her to come and I appreciate that so much but that was the moment when I was like something has to change I can't keep living like this Um, and so that summer I got rid of a lot of stuff and we moved but we still moved way more than we should have moved um, or that we needed to move and so um, that would have been 2015 so it was still a couple years before I met you but that was kind of the turning point in my life. And then, um, when I got into, um, motherhood simplified, and then it was a few months later, I think it was June, the next year that I got into the motherhood simplified course. And I really loved that course because it helped you get into the mindset of like a different mindset. Like, why do you want to do this? What is the purpose? Um, what do you want instead of stuff? And so, um, one of the, the big things one of the first things that you do when you get into the motherhood simplified course is that you write your manifesto and i remember that feeling very overwhelming because i'm not a big writer like uh, other people would write uh um like a paragraph of stuff and i'm like i don't know how to do this but then like krista you were always so encouraging to be like you just do it do it the best you can do it what feels right to you it doesn't have to be the same as anyone else and so I did a very simple, like just a couple words on each line for for several lines, and and it's still what I go back to and what I read. Like this is what um, do you want me to read my manifesto? Yes. So I wrote uh, for my manifesto from June 2019. This is embrace contentment, reduce negativity, forgive quickly, apologize quicker, be present, pray, read together, value the commonplace, trust God. Love deeply, display affection. You are enough. So these are like the core things that I want to remember in my life, and to um, keep going back to those things. I feel like that for my motherhood, that's what I want to my kids to see in my life. And so having that from the, the course really helped me get clear on those things. And then um, in August, I joined uh, seven days to unclutter home, and decluttering simplified. And my kids were going to my parents for a week and I decided that I was going to use that week to get really deep into my home. And so I did seven days to an uncluttered home, start to finish that week while they were gone. I still had my youngest because he was not yet two. Um, So he was home, but he was still at the stage where he napped. And so while he napped, I got a lot done and um, it really changed my life and gave me the guidance I needed to work through all the major areas. And from that time, like, I've never gone back to feeling overwhelmed. Um, I've never felt overwhelmed in my house again. There's been times I've been behind, like, have to do four loads of laundry instead of one, but it's never been, like, I'm never going to catch up. It's always been manageable, and so, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how the course has impacted my life, and then to be able to continue to, like, go over them again when you feel like, okay, I'm starting to fall back into some of my old patterns and you're able to like go back and redo them that really is helpful too and having the community of people um, to bounce ideas off of or to just give you the courage to give up something that you feel like you're supposed to have even though you never use it or things like that Um, and then in in January of 2020 I discovered the concept of HugA, and I was like I feel like this is what I've been looking for my whole life. Like I thought it was minimalism. I thought maybe I had to get rid of all of my stuff and be down to the bare necessities. But then I found HUGA, and that's all about like being cozy and comfortable. And it's, it's from Denmark. And so it's not that they have nothing, but I feel like it's impossible to experience that HUGA feeling if your house is totally cl- cluttered. Um, it's more like putting emphasis on the things that actually matter. And that's really what I felt like is suits my life and what I want to raise my kids enjoying life um, and enjoying the things that matter, but not having so much they can't even see what the things that matter.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all buried under pointless stuff. <laughs> yeah. Or you're too busy to actually enjoy it. That's right. So I love what you said um, and it kind of evolved and you said when you started doing the motherhood simplified course that you started thinking about what you wanted instead, which I think is really helpful for moms to hear is like, it's not that you're getting rid of everything. Cause I think that's what a lot of people think. Like I have to get rid of all of my stuff. I have to get rid of the things that I like or want or need um, or the, you know, the things that my kids like or want or need or the things that give me a sense of security and that's not it. It's, it's a trade-off. It's like getting rid of this stuff that is giving you things that you don't want, right? It's giving you stress, burden, overwhelm, a never-ending to-do list and choosing what you would rather have, which I love that you, you, um, I never say it right. The huggy, what is it called? It just doesn't
1: look like that. It looks it doesn't look like that to our English eyes. Yeah. It's H Y G
0: G E. So
1: hygge. Okay, I always think like Huggies diapers. <laughs>
0: okay. The Huga is that you decluttered and you had this vision of what you wanted. And I don't want to put words in your mouth. So I'll just say how it was for me. And then you can tell me if it was similar for you, but like, you know, we decluttered our stuff and had four suitcases of stuff and moved to Florida. And I tell people all the time, like, that's what I did. And I don't recommend it because it's not enough. Like it didn't, it, it was nice for a little bit because it was such a a relief, but then eventually you want to add things back in. And I think that people would really benefit if they just allowed themselves to maybe go a little bit too far, obviously make sure that your basic needs are met. But if you go a little bit too far, the worst thing that's going to happen Is that you refill it back up with things that you want right (laughs) like and it's not so bad i don't think so
1: like what what's the worst that can happen if i get rid of these extra things yes the worst is that you need to buy them again and usually you can even maybe find them at the thrift store you can find them on our buy nothing groups or things like that like you don't even have to put out of a lot out of out a lot of money to um get something um, back that you realize that you actually do need.
0: Was there anything that you got rid of that you were like, oh my gosh, that was a mistake.
1: (laughs) No, I can't think of anything that I got rid of that I regret getting rid of. And so I like, I don't know. I don't think there's anything. Yeah. And I've gotten rid of so many things. Like, um, in 2018, before I joined motherhood simplified, I was doing the 2018 and 2018 challenge, which is like, you get rid of that many items for the amount of the year it is. And so I, that year I had gotten rid of over 3000 items just, and that's the only time I've ever counted them, but I know that year alone. And I was like halfway into my um, decluttering journey already. And like, I was like, that's crazy that I still had over 3000 items in my home that I didn't need.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so much. It's crazy how much stuff we accumulate. And I like what you said because um, this is what I tell people all the time too, is like, what's the worst that will happen? And then I like to tell people nothing bad will happen because if you're like me and someone's like, what's the worst that can happen? I'd be like, here's, here's a list of 10 things that could happen. <laughs> None of them are ever going to happen, everybody. Like everyone listening, nothing bad will happen. And if one little bad thing happens, it's so insignificant. Like it's, almo- it's almost always laughable of like, well that's annoying it's a minor right. inconvenience not detrimental nothing bad will happen and those little minor inconveniences you you likely won't even notice or care because so many good things do happen it's Perfect. like the it's not a balanced scale of like how many good things are going to happen <laughs> in comparison to maybe a slight inconvenience you might have yeah yeah i uh, love it okay so you answered pretty much all of the questions because um, for anybody listening to know, she um, edits and does all of the stuff for the podcast. But um, one question I had for you was like, what was like the very first thing that you did for decluttering? What, like What was the very first thing that you ever decluttered, whether it was from your 2018 challenge or in the Motherhood Simplified group, like what got you started? Um,
1: I think it was the close because of that overwhelming pile. That my friend helped me with it was the kids clothes that, um, I was just like, this is too much. Um, no kid needs this mini clothes. And it's when you can keep wearing clothes from your closet, even when you have four loads of laundry already washed and dried and on the couch, if you can still wear from your closet, you have too much stuff. Um, and so I, I the clothes was the biggest thing for me once I got the clothes and then it was toys. And I look back on pictures of the toys that we had. And like, sometimes I, I see my old house and we had like so many toys all over the floor. And I remember it being so overwhelming. Um, and they weren't even like anything important. They weren't anything special. They weren't like meaningful. They weren't like um, educational things or like special Montessori type toys or anything like that. They were just like throw away plastic toys and they were all over the house and so those are the two biggest things that they like that basically changed everything getting the clothes under control and getting our toys under control Um, because kids really don't need a mountain of toys they need a few toys that they can go really deep into play and that they can play all day every day Um, and that's what we have now we just have a few a handful of things Um, my kids love to play with uh, magnet tiles and the plastic animals, and they would play with those all day every day. They make um, very creative barns and houses and stuff out of the magnet tiles. and then they play with the animals and they will they will do that all day every day. And so seeing how deep they go into those toys makes me know that really you don't need all of the toys because when we had an overabundance of toys, they would play with one thing for a few minutes and then they toss it aside and get the next thing out and play with it and toss it aside. Get the next thing out and look at it and be like, no, I don't want to play with that and toss it aside. Um, But this like we never have that anymore. And I have four kids between 10 and three. And um, they're home all the time because I homeschool them. And so um, sometimes you think, oh, I'm going to need so many toys. But really, you don't. Um, Even with having them home all the time, you only need a few things that they really love. And so I guess I'm passionate about toys and not needing so many things because that's like in the western world that's what we live uh, with is a lot of toys and I actually when I was a child my family was missionaries in Haiti and in Haiti the kids don't have toys like we have here like they have maybe a soccer ball and maybe some like sticks and things that they've made stuff out of Um, but they don't have what we have here but they can play all day long and they can have a great time and loving their life Um, they have hard struggles of course things that we never would have experienced here, but, um, things like that, like the rest of the world doesn't, um, have the amount of toys that we have. They don't have this overabundance. They have just what's needed and a few key things. And so, um, yeah, that made a big difference for me was cutting down the amount of toys.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. We have to talk about toys a little bit too. So for everyone, so Janelle went through the courses. She, um, and I had a baby in 2019. And so Janelle's a homeschooler, uh, second generation homeschooler, and I am a former teacher and Montessori teacher. And so I had my daughter in 2017 and then I had another in 2019. And I started to go a little bit crazy with like doing things like going back to my old patterns and beliefs of like, kids need this kind of toy. Kids need the, these educational kinds of toys. And I, I could like see what I was doing, but I was in the postpartum fog to be completely honest. And then I won't move from postpartum fog to moving across the country, um, to living in a pandemic and being completely isolated because nobody in this tiny town wanted to make up friends with strangers. Um, and like, I could see what I was doing. And it was like, one day we we're having a conversation in our admin chat group and Janelle was like, Um, she said something about a toy rotation and she didn't say it to me. I don't think she said it to me on purpose, but like, she said it to me, you know, (laughs) and she was like something about a toy rotation. Like, I just didn't do the toy rotation anymore because it's just sitting there. Like, it's just stuff sitting there in the closet and my kids, like they play, I don't know if you remember this conversation, Chanel, We're like my kids play with the same stuff all the time. And if I do a toy rotation, I'm just like rotating toys around the toys that they're actually playing with. And so it's pointless. And it's just like putting off
1: the actual decision of getting it out.
0: Yes. Yes. That's what you said. You're like the toy rotation is just avoiding the decision of actually getting it out of your house. Cause I mean, the only time that my kids wanted to play with the stuff from a toy rotation was when I pulled it out and they played with it for like a day or two and then they were right back to shopkins and train tracks and magnetiles, which is what they play with here. Um I was like, oh my gosh, I need an intervention because I the one who teaches people how to declutter have fallen back into this. And I know it's because I was in postpartum. I know it's because it was old beliefs that I have. I know it's because I was, um, you know, trying to compensate for my kids, not having friends because we moved a month before a pandemic started. And so they had no connection to people. And so I was buying the stuff and, um, her saying that I was like, you know what, I'm going to get rid of the stuff in the closet because, I'm just avoiding the decision. Like nobody plays with these toys. Nobody likes them. Nobody asks for them until I pull them out. And so Janelle is the uh, student who has become the teacher <laughs> for anybody wondering. You see her in the group, trust her judgment. Um, and I'm curious, because you homeschool, like how do you do curriculum and I know how you do toys. And you told us like, what you have is what you have. If you guys are curious, search her name in the group. I'll put it in the show notes so that she's easy to find her. If I can find the post, maybe Janelle can find the post <laughs> of, of what she's done for toys and we can put them in there for you. Cause what she shows in the photos is what she has and her four kids play with those and she homeschools. So can you tell us um, more about like how you actually homeschooled and the kind of curriculum and stuff you get for that? So a
1: lot of times I try and find um, digital curriculum, and then we just print it off as we need it. So um, I also like to do unit studies so that I can have all my children learning together at the same time, because one challenge as a homeschool parent that a lot of people face is how do you have enough time to teach all your children all the subjects? And so um, especially when you have multiple children, and this year I have three children who are in school, and then my my fourth is junior kindergarten. So he won't really be doing much, but he'll be watching what we do. But trying to balance your time between three children who are trying to learn is can be really hard. So I um, have decided to do, at least for now, um, we can always change down the road if we want, but I do um, a unit study approach, which means that we study all the same. Um, we study about like all of our curriculum, that we're doing is all based on the same focus. Like right now, the kids and I are studying Africa. So everything is about Africa. And then like all the bits and pieces for the um, other subjects are about like what you write about. They'll have you write about something from Africa, what you, um, like science will be incorporated into Africa and all those sorts of things. Um, And so we just do it all together. we do a lot of things all together. Um, that's very much my focus is that we're supposed to be all together and learning from each other. And um, in school systems these days, everyone is separated into their own um, age group. And that's not how it used to be. Like my grandpa used to be a teacher and he was a teacher at a one room schoolhouse, um, And he taught all ages and all grades together. And so I feel like that's how we are supposed to be um, we're supposed to be learning from older people, but you can also learn from younger people and learning back and forth and learning all together. And it kind of teaches you to learn in a different way. And like my oldest can help the younger ones learn. And so she finishes everything faster. So then if the others need help with questions or something, she'll help answer questions and she'll help back and forth. And so we, it been like for the curriculum itself, I just print off what we need as we need it. And then as soon as we finish it, it goes into the recycle bin and we don't keep a ton of extra stuff around because we really just don't need it. And I had a lot of stuff because my mom gave me a lot of stuff from our homeschooling growing up. But she, um, we teach differently. And um, a lot of the stuff that I do, I did learn from my mom. But she had been collecting all this stuff over all the years that she was teaching us. And so it was just overwhelming. And I had so much stuff in my home that I never even looked at. Like I put upstairs in the closet that I affectionately call my Monica closet because it's like in friends how Monica has her closet that that shouldn't let anyone look in because it's just a mess and so I put all those books up there and they were doing me no good like I never looked at them because I just don't even know where to start so then I would just find my own things that I want to do and that I liked, and never go into that closet never look at those I think that it was like 10 banana boxes of books that my parents brought to me and I just never looked at any of that because it was too overwhelming. And so I just went the simple route where um, we print off what we need and we're actually, we've all been doing the same math curriculum too. So like my kids are grade two, three and five and we've just been doing the same thing. I figured some math is better than no math and some might be a little ahead and some might be a little bit behind, but it's okay. I will balance out in the end and when they get farther ahead then they might separate off into different things but um yeah i feel like the simple approach even for homeschooling a lot of people say i can't be a um, declutter my stuff because i homeschool i can't do this because i homeschool but you can and actually it's better in my opinion and so i created a group um, called homeschooling simply I think that's, that's what I called it, right? Um, and so because of a conversation from the Motherhood Simplified group that people were asking, how do we do this with less stuff? And so um, anyone can join that and just answer the questions to get let in. Um, and so it's a, a good little group that we just talk about simple ways to be homeschoolers and that you don't have to have all the trinkets and gadgets and all the curriculum. You can just, like you can even find stuff just on YouTube and stuff like that. And there's so much out there for the kids these days. Um, that's very educational without you having to go out and buy all the things.
0: Yeah, I will agree with that because I homeschooled our kids um, for a year when we lived in Florida. And then we did it for half of the year during the pandemic. Um, no disrespect to that, but, you know, it it's not fun, everybody. Let's just admit it. It sucks. (laughs) And I agree that I think homeschoolers especially need to declutter because you're doing all of the work. Like in addition to doing all of the work inside of the house and managing everything, you're also doing all of the work of educating and creating a school experience. You know, even you're not doing it like a public school, but you're still creating a, a school experience, which is a huge task to undertake. And I think most homeschoolers agree that they want to homeschool because they want to do it differently than public or private schools. And I mean, that by definition to me is like full permission to not have all of the curriculum stuff. Like you're wanting to step away from that. You're wanting to step into something different. Like why bring all of that stuff and to recreate school inside of your home when that defeats the whole purpose, right? (laughs) And not to say that you can't have things that support you in that, but just be really intentional about it and know that homeschooling does not automatically mean a school inside of your home, like a whole classroom, traditional style classroom that you see at a school inside of your home That's a lot to manage. Uh, yeah.
1: Too yeah, much. To pick, manage. pick the select things that will actually benefit your life. Like for me, that was investing in a good printer, because if we're going to be printing a lot as homeschoolers, then I need a printer that isn't going to cost me a fortune in ink um, and things like that like I need the good the stuff that's actually going to support me and not just all the extra stuff and sometimes some of that just takes practice and you have to see what do I actually use what things um, what things actually benefit our homeschooling and sometimes you'll get things and then you'll be like this doesn't benefit me and it's okay then to admit it and to get rid of that and to move on to something else. Um, You don't have to be stuck in anything. You don't have to be stuck with the curriculum you picked. You could change at any time. You don't have to be stuck with having all the tools because you bought them and they cost so much. You can probably sell them. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, someone else is like, oh, I really want that thing because they were at the spot that you were when you bought them. And so they want to buy them too. Um, So that's what I've done with a lot of the extra things is people will buy them. Or you can give them to someone who's starting out and wants to try it or things like that, like, you can always change your mind.
0: Yeah. Okay. One more question about like toys and curriculum. And then I have other questions for you, (laughs) but I, I don't know if you've ever intentionally thought about this, but the thing that I consider when it comes to getting my kids toys or during those times that we homeschooled was, do I understand what my kids actually need in order to encourage their learning and development? Because I think that's a really big disconnect between the whole, like, toy and education, even educational material market and moms is like, these marketers are telling us buy this for your kids because it's going to help them learn. It's going to help them grow. It's going to help them develop. And then most of the stuff, like when I see it based on what I know about actual child, human brain development, like it doesn't add, it doesn't match. It's not a match. Like most of the stuff that is being sold to us in the form of toys or educational toys or educational materials just isn't what kids actually need to learn because the truth is most of what our kids learn they're going to learn no matter what like you can't stop them from learning you can't stop them from developing um and growing like do you consider those kinds of things now when you're making purchases
1: now I do I didn't for a while because I just didn't know Um, and I think that's like it takes figuring these things out. Um, and so if you're at a different spot in your life, it's okay to, um, and it's okay to not know beforehand. It's okay to figure it out as you go along and learn that this isn't serving us or this isn't actually teaching my kids what I need them to learn. And um, we're so focused, I think, on having everything that we do be educational. Um, that So then like, I think that that's part of the marketing. Is that this is educational and this is educational. And so you're like, oh, it's educational. I need to buy it. But do you really, is, is it actually educational or is that just the marketing
0: that they put on it? It's marketing, so- everybody. The answer is it's marketing jargon. <laughs> if it says that's Montessori it. toys, it's that's literally marketing jargon because Montessori doesn't have toys. They have materials. So if it says mark, Montessori toys, jargon, not reconsider. <laughs> And I'm telling you this as somebody who, because of Janelle, got rid of a closet of educational, air quote, educational toys that I was rotating that my toddlers literally didn't care about because they're going to learn that stuff anyway. Anyway. Yay. Yay. Growth. (laughs) Regressing and then growing again. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I have two more, two more questions. Um, the first, do you want to talk about, um, let's talk about the second. Do you want to talk about your, what you're doing next with your life or no? Sure. Okay. okay. Let's, let's save that for last. So my next in-between question, everybody get ready to hear what Janelle's doing with her life next. Cause it's super exciting. <laughs> um, so when you had that moment where like your friend came over and helped you with the laundry and you were like, oh my gosh, like it's just too much stuff. Like, did it? What was the thing that made you realize that decluttering was what you needed to do, not organizing, not creating a better system? Like, did you hear about the word decluttering or minimalism somewhere, or did you just like internally know?
1: So I'm not really sure. Um, that was a long time ago, and I was at a time of my life that I was very overwhelmed, and that I've kind of blocked out part of those that part of my life because I had just gone through a really hard, unexpected divorce and Um, so I've kind of blocked out a lot of that part of my life, but I do know that from that time, I start following a lot of pages and things like that on Facebook and things that were talking about minimalism, like, um, Joshua Becker and people like that, that I, that's, I think when I found them. And so I don't know if it was, and like I used to, I I was in a whole bunch of minimalist groups, um, but a lot of them weren't very family friendly and so I didn't stay because they, would, they weren't very family friendly. So um, I don't know if I was just like looking for something and I came across it. I'm not sure um, because I do feel like I did block out that chunk of time in my life, in my brain. And some things have started to come back as I've done a lot of healing in my life. Um, but I feel like there's going to be some things that will never come back just because it was it was hard, like having three kids three and a half. And all of a sudden, like, now I have to do it all by myself. And um, then my my ex quit his job. And so we didn't have an income coming in even from that. And so like, it was, it was very stressful. And so yeah, I don't know exactly. Um, and then I think, eventually, what made me open up my own group was that someone came to our church to a ladies event, and she was talking about simplifying and decluttering and getting rid of stuff and I was like oh I think I think that's what I need to do um but I can't remember exactly what year that was I think it was after we moved from that house so I was already started but um I don't know if that makes sense like um I yeah so she came and she was talking about it and saying how it had benefited her um to get rid of some stuff and and things like that and um, so that was kind of like my big, like, okay, I'm going to start a group so that we can do like group challenges and see who else wants to do things like um, together, declutter our hall closets and our bathrooms. And we would do like a rotation throughout the different rooms. Um,
0: yeah. I love it. I, yeah, I was, I, I was always just curious about that for you, but I think a lot of times like we just don't have a language for what it is that we're trying to do in our homes as moms. And I know that was true for me, where I knew in Alaska before decluttering that I was like life was too much. I knew it was too much, right? Like I knew I was overwhelmed. I knew every single day. I just, I just, I literally don't even know how I got through my days, but I didn't know why. And so I think that's such a common thing for us is we feel this way, we feel overwhelmed. We feel like we'll never catch up. We feel like we're always doing something yet getting nothing done. Um, wanting to, you know, be available to our kids and go to bed feeling in, like wake up rested and it just doesn't happen. And so we think that something's wrong with us. Like something is like, we're not organized enough or we're not whatever, you know, we're not, clean enough. We're not fun enough. We're not engaged enough. We're not good moms. And that's not true, but we don't have the language to understand why we're so overwhelmed. And so for anyone who's listening, like I'll just say it as clearly as I can, it's that it's likely that you have way too much stuff in your house, like way too much stuff in your house. There's not a single person who could adequately manage everything that you have without being completely overwhelmed by it. And, um, it took me four years to understand that because I moved from Alaska to Florida and I lived and it was so simple and easy. And I was like, oh my gosh, it must be because I live at the beach. And it wasn't, it was because I got all of the pointless work and burden out of my house. And it clicked for me because we moved to Idaho, back into the snow and the cold and I hated the weather there. And I was like, I'm still feeling good in my house at least. like." And I, I don't, I don't even know what clicked other than some moms were like, wait, how do you have four kids and, and you just take naps and your house is clean. And I was like, oh, like it, it definitely wasn't this way with my first three kids. And like on paper, I should definitely be a lot more tired and a lot more overwhelmed because now we have four kids, but I'm not. And that was when I started to realize like, oh, like it like clicked for me. And then all of a sudden I was like getting like Facebook ads for like minimalism and, and decluttering. And like, I was like, oh, that's what it is. Right. Um, yeah, so for anyone listening, like hopefully this is like a flash of something for you to be like, okay, like this is like, I need to declutter, I need to stop trying to organize it. I need to stop trying to clean it up, give myself a break and just get rid of all this pointless stuff. And like what Janelle said at the beginning of the episode, figure out what I want instead of this. Because yeah, you're going to get rid of stuff like it is. I'm not going to lie and say it's, you're not getting rid of anything. You are losing things. but you are losing unimportant things and you're gaining the important yeah. things. Yeah. Okay. Which is a great segue into this next conversation about what you're doing next with your life. So tell us what you're doing next and how you decided that you were going to do this.
1: So the kids and I are going to be nomads and we're going to travel and not have a home base um and so we're going to get rid of even more stuff down to what will fit in a minivan and then we'll store some stuff at my parents that are and hopefully it will be the stuff that's important but we'll see when we get back to looking through it whether it's actually important or not um so i've been thinking about doing this for years um like when i've told some of my friends lately about this adventure that we're going to go on they're like oh yeah you told me about that in like 2018 that you were thinking about this and so like some of these things I've been thinking about for a long time um and I'm the kind of person who thinks about everything for a long time I think about it and I research it and I check into it and I talk about it and I look into it some more and I I try and connect with people who are doing it and then um eventually I'm like okay now I'm going to do it and then everyone's like whoa, what are you doing? And they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, well, have you thought about this? And have you thought about this? And I'm like, I've thought of everything that could potentially go wrong. And so um, that's, that's our big plan is to, at the end of November, we're going to move out of our house and we're going to just travel. And um, we're going to go, we, we live in Canada and we're going to travel through the States. I have a brother who lives in Texas. And so we're going to make like this loop around and come back to canada um, once the nice weather comes back in like may um, and so that's our big plan i don't know if you have any questions specifically about it or or not but
0: um i don't know if i have questions because i know i've been like hearing your behind the scenes of it i'm just really excited for you um and i think i mean i guess i guess i'm kind of curious do you think that starting your decluttering journey Got you to this point so that it was even actually something you could realistically consider doing?
1: I think so. I think that also like getting into groups with minimalists and people like that who um, there are a lot of people who do things like tiny houses or who do travel full-time, like there's groups on Facebook for uh, full-time families, people who travel full-time and so I think that getting into groups and seeing that there's like some of these people and like even in, in this group, there's, there's that family who they travel in the schoolie um, and things like that, yeah. like just seeing these people. And I think that without being in these groups, I would never have even realized it was a, a thing that normal people did. Um, and so then being like, oh, could I get rid of my stuff down enough to be able to fit in a small space like that? Um, I don't think it would have happened if I hadn't already decluttered most of my house. Um, and that now being at the stage where my kids all like use a toilet and sleep through the night most nights and eat decently well is like, a, seems like a good time to do it um, before they get to be teenagers and um, have more opinions about different things that uh, might be harder. But maybe we'll just love it forever and just keep going. Um, we'll mm-hmm. see. But I'm, I'm open for things to Go the way I'm planning. I'm also open for things to change if if they're supposed to change, and who knows what's going to happen with the world and stuff like that. But um, I feel like I um, it can be really hard. Like people will tell me that, oh, you're so brave, Um, and sometimes I like I don't feel brave, and so hearing people say that, I'm like, no, I'm not brave. Um, But I have done a lot of work on myself and learning. What I can do, and I've read a lot of books. Well, actually, I listen to most of my books because I'm more of an auditory learner, and so I listen to a lot of books. My goal this year is to read and listen to 120 books this year. Um, that's my goal, um, and I'm uh, I'm over 90 through this year, okay. and so one of my favorite authors is named Annie F. Downs. I don't know if you know her at all but she writes books about being brave. Um, So I just did this devotional that's 100 days to brave. And every day um, she has like a little area of your life, like be brave in this area. Here's a little thing you can do, like a hundred little things you can do to be brave. And so she says like making brave choices in your life is going to change the world. At least it will change your world. And so um, just like keeping those sorts of things In my mind and instead of looking at all the negatives that could happen look at the things that you can do the ways to be brave and just like. That really helps me to move forward and not stay stuck in my life like a lot of people could be. uh, single parents and be like oh we could never do something like that, because that's such and such a reason like everyone has excuses why they can't do whatever they really might in their hearts want to do. Um, And like those those excuses. Can they can be very valid and they can be very real and they can be really scary. Um, But at the same time, you're the one who gets to decide. Are you going to let those things keep you back or are you going to say, no, we're going to do it anyways? And I'm going to um, be brave. And when times when I don't feel brave, I'm going to um, talk to people or read books or listen to books um, of people who are doing what I'm doing or even if they're not doing the same thing that I'm doing, but being brave in some way, stepping out and being willing to take a risk um, that maybe you don't know what the outcome is going to be, but that's okay. Like um, God's always taking care of us and provided everything we need. And so I don't expect, like on the road, I know it won't always be easy, but I know that we'll always have what we need. And it it can be scary at times, but I also... Um, I read something, I, I don't remember who I read it from, but that excited and scared are basically the same feeling, just the way that you perceive them differently between excited and scared. And so to me, like if you say, this is scary, well, well yeah, you could say that, but you could also say, this is exciting and it's the same thing, um, just the way you're
0: looking at it. And actually, um, I love the phrase too, um, fear is excitement without the breath. Like, if you think about how it feels in your body, like fear, you clench up, you don't breathe. You're like super tight and you have all of this energy, like rushing through your literal body. And if you just breathe, it moves that. And so it starts to feel less like fear and more like excitement. Um, Yeah. yeah it's the same just thing. Just breathe. Yeah. It, yeah. Just breathe. Everybody can really help you out. <laughs> Um, I love that. And I think that, I think that you'll look back in a few years and be like, oh my gosh, yeah, that was really brave or at least bold. I think I told you before, like bold is the word that I would use to describe you as like, I'm just going to do it. And that's super bold. And I love it. I just do the things scared.
1: That was another book I read this year was it's called do it scared. And so that's the thing, like you just, you don't know what's going to happen, but if you just don't do anything, you'll regret it at the end. Yeah. And so I'd rather have these experiences and do something fun and adventurous and something that maybe no one else in my friends group will ever do. Yeah. Um, but that it will, we'll have so much great adventure.
0: Yes. And I know you have thought of everything. Cause I know, you know, my experience with living, living on the road <laughs> and we did not think about anything really. Like, honestly, like when we went into it, we were just like, This is what we're gonna do and we'll just figure it out on the way. If you're gonna make if you're gonna do this, don't do what we did. Don't just do that because it's not fun. (laughs) It's not fun. That's Uh, why I'm not getting a trailer to travel with. Yeah. Yeah. So for anyone who's curious about following Janelle and what she does, um, join I'll put her link to her homeschooling group if you're a homeschooler and you want to go get support from her um there. And maybe she'll put some group like updates in main group or on her Instagram we'll put it all there for you um because we have some hashtags to use for her because we call Janelle Janougal as in Janelle Google because like I said like she thinks of everything she's got answers to it all and she's got it very fast and she can get you a link for anything you need ever <laughs> so we call her Janougal we've got like Janougal Maps Janougal Earth what were the, like Janougal Drive <laughs> like all the Google things yeah. Yeah, she's gonna send us some Jenugal photos and Jenugal mail. Um, I'm super excited to watch it for you, and I hope that our house is on your your truck, your truck path.
1: <laughs> I'll make it be.
0: Yay! Okay, well, this was such a good conversation. Thanks so much for being here, Janelle, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, Krista. Mm-hmm.